Welcome to the Racing Wire Podcast Network's encore presentation of the Performance Motorsports Network's broadcast of the Hoosier Racing Tire SCCA Super Tour Races from Virginia International Raceway. This was first broadcast live Sunday, April 10th, 2022. Racing continues here at Virginia International Raceway with the final race of the weekend for the 2022 Hoosier Racing Tire SCCA Super Tour. And this is the little Formula cars, Formula 5, Formula Vs, and Formula Fs. 32-car grid. Here is your starting lineup. Starting 30, and the first uh, first bunch is going to be Formula Vs, by the way. Starting 32nd, car number 17 from Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's Anthony Henderson. Starting 31st in the zero car from Somerville, West Virginia, it's Rick Ruckman. Starting 30th in the 88 car from Spring Grove, Pennsylvania, it's Dermont Enos. Starting 29th in the 48 car. From Plainfield, Indiana, it is Michael Bymaster. Starting 28th in the 86 car from Reisterstown, Maryland, it's Ray Qualls. Starting 27th in the 116 car from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it's Ryan Donahue. Starting 26th in the 74 car from Plymouth, Michigan, Stuart Delaney. Starting 25th in the 29 car from Brooklyn, New York, it's Jeffrey Vallejo. Starting 24th in the number 7 car from Horseheads, New York, Trevor Carmody. Starting 23rd, the 20 car from Raleigh, North Carolina, it was Jeff Filipkowski. Starting 22nd in the 30 car from Fletcher, North Carolina, Donnie Isley. Starting 21st, the number 5 car from Nina, Wisconsin, it's Ron Whitson. Starting 20th in the 23 car from Northport, New York, it's Russell Fredericks. Starting 19th in the 46 car from Hartford City, Indiana, it's Chris Jennerjohn. Starting 18th in the 81 car from Medina, Ohio, Brian Farnham. Starting 17th in the 76 car from Clemens, North Carolina, Lauren Brailier. Starting 16th in the 80 car from Danielsville, Georgia, it's Stephen Davis. Starting 15th in the 18 car from Hutto, Texas, it's Steve Whitson. Starting 14th in the 77 car from Bridgeville, Pennsylvania, Rick Shields. Starting 13th in the number 12 car from Nina, Wisconsin, it's Andrew Whitson. And our pole sitter in Formula V, car number 12. Well, I should say uh, the 12th spot, car number 27, from Austin, Texas, it's Zach Whitson. Starting 11th, car number 16, it's a Formula 5 from Sykesville, Maryland, Chuck Maccabee. Starting 10th, car number 9, from Alden, New York, it's Russell Strait, Jr. Starting 9th, it's car 67 from St. Louis, Missouri, Jack Walburn in an F5. Starting 8th in the 09, at Formula F from Youngsville, Louisiana, it is Cameron Reed. Starting 7th in the 66 F5 from Atlanta, Georgia, Jeff DeLong. Starting 6th in the number 3 Formula F from Greenwich, Connecticut, it's Joe Colasacco. Starting 5th in the 82 Formula F from Gross Point, Michigan, Nolan Allier. Starting 4th in the 55 Formula 5 from Grand Island, New York, it's Keith Jocelyn. Starting 3rd in the number 8 Formula F from Atlantic Beach, Florida, it's Jonathan Kodak. Starting second in the 01 car from Novi, Michigan, it is Calvin Stewart. And our pole sitter, car 34, Formula 5 from Oxford, Georgia, it's Clint McMahon. And that is your rundown for race group number eight. Gentlemen, it's been a weekend. <laughs> Amen. No question about it. And finally, the wind is dying down just a little bit. Hold, hold the call there, Bob. I'm busy a second. 
just hope this one stays green most of the way because uh, yesterday we had some incidents that caused a lot of yellows. Yeah. And, uh, I believe we had a red flag in this class yesterday or in this grouping. So hoping today uh, we can get this one done and everybody can head home safe. Oh, tell me about it. Well, we've had three red flags this weekend, which is, I think, the most I have ever seen in a race weekend. Let's hope that is it. No more. Well, the fans have definitely left my area. I am out here with the wind, the sun, and the grass. And <laughs> a headset on and enjoying the afternoon. Believe me, this weather has turned out gorgeous. The weather's moved. Uh, the bad weather's moved out. Just a slight breeze. So hopefully this afternoon with the track uh, having plenty of rubber on it, it's in really good shape. So kudos to the VIR crew for giving us a great facility this weekend to come and play on. And uh, let's hope we can finish this last one with some really good times and some clean racing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Tim? Mike? Any thoughts? I just hope we can keep this. <laughs> Let these guys um, come out here and do what they want to do. They want to race. They want to have a good time. And let's let them do it safely. Well, we do know that this group ha- tends to have a lot of, uh, shall we say, youngins in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, maybe they'll do what the older drivers couldn't do, play nice. <laughs> Our pace car is coming past the condos over here, coming, coming out of the climbing S's. Um, is this a split start? Yes. Uh, no, this is, it it's is? a split okay. start, yep. All righty. V's in the back and the F's and 5's in front. Gotcha, I see that. Um, they are going through the braking zone right now here at Oak Tree. I think the Oak Tree fell on Tim. <laughs> Second pack now coming into the braking zone at Oak Tree. There is one car you cannot miss. That thing is traffic code orange. Um I believe that's the number 20 there of, uh, let's see, Jeff Filipkowski in the Formula V. He <laughs> he wants to be seen, and that could be a good thing. Being seen on the track is a very good thing. Get out of my way. <laughs> well, guys, All right, Chris, they're they coming are. up to the top of the hill here. These guys are uh, dogging back and forth here, trying to get these tires warmed up because, uh, ooh, we got a zebra print too, the number seven in the Formula V. Some cool paint schemes, guys. Yeah, that's Trevor Carmody there. Looks like we have two cars that did not make the grid, Dermot Enos and Chuck McAbee. So we got 30 of them out there for our last race of the weekend. Chris? I can hear him, but I can't see him yet, Mike. I'm just waiting for him to come into view. I'm going to keep an eye throughout this race on the Formula Vs. Uh, that's usually one of the most competitive at the runoffs. And uh, one of the younger guys driving in this group is Brian Farnham from my hometown of Medina, Ohio, Mike. And uh, always like to root for the guy that lives right down the street from me. I've watched him come through. We did an interview with him at Indy last year, if you recall, up in the booth. And he went on to finish second. So... I'm hoping today that he has a good run, even though he's in a borrowed car. But as I look out in front of me here, the Subaru Pace car has the lights off. And the first group with about 10 cars in it is uh, getting ready to go green here. The Pace car peels off to the right. The two F5s up front here. 
ready to take the green, and then the V's are only about 15 seconds back. So this is going to be an interesting battle. On to you, Mike. All right. I kind of miss Clint McMahon's uh, Pepto-Bisball pink car because it was so easy to see. But uh, you've got McMahon and Stewart, two great F5 drivers at the front of the field. McMahon in the black and red. And Stewart in the white. Green flag is in the air, and off they go down to turn one. And it is going to be Calvin Stewart. That's got the quick lead here. He got by McMahon, but McMahon's not letting him run away with it. Pulls right up on his rear gearbox as they come around two. Now, trying to go side by side, not able to do it, and slide right back by him. But now, Stewart seemed to slow down in two. McMahon right by him. And now coming into third place is another Formula V. I mean, short Formula V fly. That's Keith Jocelyn. Bob, they're swapping and switching already. They certainly are. And you've got uh, Mac Mahan in uh, lead. And then, of course, you've got Stewart and uh, Jocelyn. And uh, those guys are just uh, Jocelyn for uh, position. Boo. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I had to do it. Anyway, <laughs> under the bridge. Tim, they're coming up the climbing S's and over to you. There's a comedian in every bunch. <laughs> Mac Mahan. No, there's taking... not. <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof, yes. Yes. <laughs> Mac Mahan going into the braking zone here at Oak Tree. And then Calvin Stewart in that zero one, about two car lengths behind him. Everybody a single file coming out of the climbing S's going into south bend into the braking zone at oak tree so it's a 34 and it's a zero one and right now jonathan kotek and keith jocelyn they are side by side going up the hill here um battling out for that third overall position they are still side by side as they go out of my view up over the hill chris you're going to see them side by side here in a second Okay, Tim. Oh, side-by-side side at the very front with two FI. Oh, a little bump and rub. Thank you very much, says Clint McMahon. I'll take that position and squirts by on Calvin Stewart here and forces his hand as uh, that was just a little kind of a, excuse me, I'm coming through. I see hey, a Chris. yellow at the top of 14, but don't know what the incident is. Hold on. We got side-by-side side here, and it looks like Stewart back in front. Go ahead, Chris or Tim. There is a car that is uh, blowing out smoke the whole back uh, stretch here. Can you still see that, Chris? Yes, I do, and it is a Formula V. I'm trying to see if it's a valve cover, because uh, on the Vs, they do tend to come loose. He is spewing a lot of smoke. It's a black, yellow, and red color scheme, and he's four cars from the back. So uh, the car that's right behind him, obviously, drifted back a little bit because that's going to put oil on your windshield we are full course yellow all right that is the 48 car that is michael bymaster that uh laying down the old uh fogging for mosquitoes trick here but it is yeah, calvin stewart is hit pit lane like 46 What's that? is on pit lane the 46 is okay on pit gotcha lane. so the 46 coming in <laughs> oh boy Let's see, where is the 46 at in here? The 46. Oh, Chris Jenner, John. Yeah, yeah, all the way in the back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's normally up front with your runoffs group. He yes, he is. He usually runs with Farnham and uh, and the Winstons. So, mm-hmm. sorry to see his luck take a turn for the worse. But I still have a waving yellow up in 14, guys, but don't know what the incident is. It's out of my view. All what? right. We are full course yellow, and the pit uh, pace car is getting ready to come out here in the pit lane at the South Tower. He has um, 
the front of the pack, Stuart McMahon and Kotek, um, getting ready to pick them up here at the bottom of the hill. I'm wondering if it could be oil on the track. Well, that's typically displayed with a debris flag, which ah. is a red and uh, yellow horizontal stripe flag. Yep, that's I'm not true. Seeing that. I'm seeing just full course yellows over in my station, maybe over by Bobby. He would see that. I believe we have another one that's uh, smoking a little bit here. Um, he came up through the climbing S's, and pretty much the whole way up through there, he was smoking. One as much as this last one. Uh, Gentlemen. He's coming, yeah, he's coming through Oak Tree right now and still spewing out here. And let me get you that number. That is going to be the number 48. Yeah, that's that was one that was smoking earlier. My apologies. Michael Bymaster. Okay. Gentlemen, I believe it's the 18 of Steve Whitston. <clears throat> Excuse me. He did not cross the start-finish line to complete lap one. We know that Chris Jennerjohn came down pit road. I did not see if Steve Whitson did, so I wonder if Steve Whitson's off up there at the top somewhere. I did see a safety vehicle up at the top of 14, but he made a sudden U-turn, turned his lights off, and went back the other way. So... Uh, in the uh, leaders are in front of me here in hog pen, Mike, and I'm looking for pace lights because Calvin Stewart and uh, Clint McMahon are just nose to tail looking to go green, and the pace car takes a sudden turn to the right, so we should have a green this time, Mike. All right. Here we come at pace cars on pit road, and uh, McMahon, he was kind of like uh, on the side of Stewart. Stewart kind of. This flew over a little bit, and it looks like McMahon's got some issues with the front of that car. It looks like the nose is bent straight up. That definitely, definitely is not going to be in a no. It's still double yellow not good here. Arrow. It's not good arrow at all. So we have a, uh, I believe it's a debris flag here at at the start finish line, along with the double yellow yet. So apparently they waved off the restart. Yeah, when the pit car or when the pace car went down pit lane, the lights were still on. There seemed to be some confusion. There was some cars that went pit lane to follow it, and then there was some that actually stayed on track. So I'm not sure what happened there, but I would venture to say that that contact on uh, McMahon's car happened right here at 14 that I watched, where uh, Calvin Stewart kind of came right back across his nose to take the lead as they were side-by-side -side at the exit, Mike, and uh, there was a little bit of contact there. Ah, well, yeah, that would have been the last lap, right? Right. Yeah, okay, because I thought the last time by he had that piece sticking straight up in the air. Yeah, that had happened. Uh, the incident that I think caused the full course was behind them, but they just happened to have contact at the same time the full course came out. So go figure. Hey, sometimes it happens. Well, yeah, I don't I think he's very happy about it because he's dogging the 01 of Calvin Stewart, and that's not something that they'd be normally doing as they were uh, going around on a lap like this. I mean, seriously dogging them. Does it look like that nose piece might come off, though, Bob? I mean, did they come by at a slow enough speed for you to kind of get a really good look at it? Uh, got did a pretty we lose a pace car it. It looks like it's fastened. It was the nose cone. It was, seems to be aluminum, and uh, it is fastened to the car, but uh, it has just lost its uh, direction. It's 90 degrees off. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> 
I thought we had another pace car out there, but um, they're coming by without the pace car. Now there's one sitting at the top of the hill. I don't know where he came from. It's the uh, the red Porsche, Chris. Uh, yeah, like I had said, there was some confusion because when it went, uh, when the other car went down pit road, the lights were still flashing. I don't know if the whole field was supposed to go down pit road with him or what was going on. I'm even confused. All right, gentlemen, we got a little bit of additional story here. We've got a kitty litter truck in between one and two dumping kitty litter and um, getting that smoothed out. So there's some oil down there. We also have an emergency services crew coming slowly through three. And uh, we're looking for where they're going to going to be yeah that oil dry i'm just speculating but that may have been from that 48 that was smoking really heavy bob quite possibly okay well i do have the porsche uh, pace car in view here with the light still blazing and uh yeah you're not kidding that he's dogging <laughs> uh mcmahon is not happy with stewart whatsoever he's pulling up beside him and uh can't really see a gesture, but it doesn't look like he's really, really happy, and I would agree with you. So and I'll leave it at that. But the lights are Good way to leave on it. top of the pace car. Yes, sir. That's the way I'm going to leave it. And I see what you're saying about the 90-degree vertical for the nose cone there. It looks like his feet are going to get a little extra aeration. That's not the most efficient arrow, yes. And the pace car, the passenger in the pace car is pointing to follow so it looks like they're trying to bring them down pit lane. Even the driver's pointing over the roof to the right. They're coming down pit lane, and apparently the whole field is being instructed by the pace car driver and the assistant driver to follow them down pit lane. And it looks like everybody is following and doing what they're told this time. Like I had said the lap before there, Mike, that there seemed to yeah. be some confusion. Even I was confused. Uh, some went on course, some went down pit lane. So it looks like they may need to regrid this field because there may have been some passing that wasn't supposed to be as cars stayed on course and some went down pit lane. All right, a little uh, some other news here. The 81 car, Brian Farnham, is down here uh, between 2 and 3. They just pushed his car back behind the tire barriers. So uh, he's going to be out of it. And I'm also seeing Nolan Allier and Joe Colasacco only completing one lap. So, uh, <sighs> they've got everybody stopped here now on pit road. All right, now they're going to restart them up here. And I think what they're going to do is... Get them back in order, because apparently uh, you were right, Chris, with someone on pit road. They lost spots they shouldn't have. Yeah, so they'll regrid. That's the right thing to do. All right. Let me take a look here at the numbers. Not sure if that's Colasaco. I mean, right now, the, at the angle, the sun is I can't get the numbers off of these two cars. There's two cars sitting on pit road. Actually, like, in the pits. So, looks like the 25 and maybe the 12. Let me take a look here. Well, in the, meantime, the 12 would be Andrew Whitson. Right, yeah, he was your pole setter. All right, that, that would kind of make sense because it's a V. And your national champion from last fall. Okay, and the other one can't be the 25. And that is a Formula 5. 
last number I can see on there is a five. I can't tell the first number. The sun is right there. It's the 55. So that would be Keith, Keith Jocelyn. The fun continues here at Virginia International Raceway as uh, we're under double yellow. They've got everybody holding right now as they're trying to reset the field. Yep, that's exactly what they're doing. They're resetting the field. All right, well, 12 laps to go, 22 minutes, which is first. 12 laps. Well, no, 22 minutes, I'm going to say. All right, now Calvin Stewart starting to pull away. Or at least you're going to have them pull up a little, little farther, get a little more room on pit road. Yep, then stop them so they can get uh, some of these cars that are too wide down here slotted into the right spots. So when they head back out here and cross the start-finish line, they will be then in the correct order that they're supposed to be. Yeah, typically you would go back to the last time to lap before the yep. whole course caution. And then A1 has the oil leak. Hey, Bob, did they get that oil cleaned up up there? Did you have a vantage point on that, sir? No, it's not. As a matter of fact, uh, they are dumping kitty litter in... Uh, between two and three right now and the uh, kitty litter remover has just uh, come down to uh, do a little work in uh, the entrance to four so this is uh, going to be a little bit a little bit of time here still okay appreciate that update okay the 48 back in the paddock area that was our uh, leaker so his day is done. And that is Michael Bymaster. So it was, it's not Andrew Whitson that's still sitting there on uh, Pitt Road. All I can say is it's a yellow Formula B. Yeah, the Whitson's cars are typical. Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. That might be a F Formula F. Yeah, that, that's a Formula F. My mistake there. Let me take a look at this. Might be the 82. Yep, 82 at Nolan Allier. That would make sense. Yeah, he started in third overall. Yep, so, and he's, uh, he's already showing a lap down. So it's Nolan Allier that's off to the side here. Now, it looks like they have everybody slotted where they're supposed to be. From what I could see over here, uh, oh, they've got a long line of kitty litter through two, three, and they're blowing it off almost over to four. So let's see, clock is still ticking. We're down to 19 and a half minutes. Still 13 laps to go. And I think this is going to take a little while for them to blow all of this uh, kitty litter off the track because it's coming into three. It's 
not in the apex, but it's not quite the center of the track, but it's closer to the center than it is to driver's left. And same thing going through three and over to four where they wash out. Same thing. That's the exact track that they've laid the kitty litter. So, Okay, somebody thought that it was oil all over the track, but uh, up around 13, they said it was clear. So looks like it's only down in this area here between two, three, and over to turn four. Bob, what, what do you see over there? I mean, are they laying more kitty litter down four and five? Uh, there's nothing here by five, Mike, but it's uh, the entrance to four. They're uh, blowing it off right now, but they had laid down extra stuff coming out of NASCAR and into four. So uh, they're still working pretty heavily and hard to get that cleaned up. Tim, anything going on up in your section? All clear over here, brother. And I take it, uh, Chris, clear in your area? Yeah, the uh, the two corner workers over in 16 here are uh, just doing a slight track inspection near the apex, and uh, it looks like their shoes are sticking to the track. <laughs> the so I think they're they're a little enamored with uh, doing their track inspection, and now they're headed back to their hut. So other than that, buddy, blue skies, sunshine, and a great weekend here about to wrap up as soon as we go back green. Well, this is definitely going to be a race that ends on time. And it looks like the one blower here between two and three and over to NASCAR is gone. Now it's only the, the uh, blower over there at four that has some of that track cleanup to take care of. So hopefully we'll get this thing uh, underway here in just a few minutes. Clock is still ticking. 16 minutes to go or 13 laps and well they're not doing one minute laps around here so it's going to be by time well gentlemen it's like uh this is our last race here this weekend at vir we have next week off in two weeks we're going to be out in tulsa oklahoma out at hallett raceway outside of tulsa i should say in hallett oklahoma but uh got the great uh stop number six on the super tour then the following week stop number seven up at pit race outside of pittsburgh up around beaver falls so uh gonna have some great races coming up here on the super tour yeah and we still have Watkins Glen. We still have Road America and Portland. One more left coast uh, trip to go. And then we'll have the summer off waiting for September, early October and the runoffs right back here at Virginia International Raceway. I'm going to throw a little music in here for everyone just uh make it a little little more bearable to get through here as soon as we get the racing back going we'll get back to it
racing here at Virginia International Raceway is about to get underway. We are under one minute to resetting the cars back out on the track to complete this race. There is about ten and a half minutes left. So it looks like it's going to be a ten minute shootout because they sure aren't going to get twelve laps in here in the next ten minutes. Cars now on course. So let's reset the field. In Formula 5, Calvin Stewart is your leader. Keith Jocelyn, second. Russell Strait, Jr., third. Jack Walbert, well, that's not really right. Because it should be Clint McMahon. He is the second car in line. So I'm going to just bypass that right now. Timing and Stewart is showing Calvin Stewart dropping. And Stewart is out there behind the pace car. So, I'm going to let timing and scoring go. But I know I can tell right now, Calvin Stewart is your leader. And that is Clint McMahon behind him. As they are out there now scrubbing their tires, trying to get everything back. Trying to stay out of the kitty litter there going into four, Bob. All right, my friend, as they are uh, avoiding the kitty litter, obviously uh, we were not able to touch the cars while they were sitting there, so that nose is still sticking way up in the air there. But uh, our cars are now uh, wiggling a little bit, getting some heat in their tires, speeding up, slowing down, as you would expect, getting some heat in their brakes, and uh, they are in a well, single-file parade. Uh, heading under the bridge and uh, Tim you should be seeing them in just a couple of seconds here e one second here yep popping up here out here the climbing S's um, I'm gonna have to take a look at this nose you guys are talking about I miss it the past couple times when he came by um, second I'm car sure, okay I'm sure that's gonna be causing some arrow problems like you guys already alluded to uh, pace car is just going out of South Bend, getting ready to go in the braking zone here at Oak Tree. Hey, Chris, they're showing Calvin Stewart now back in 23rd, one lap down. How could that be when he was the race leader? They could have imposed a penalty for contact already, but that's not typically what happens. But uh, they could have gone by the last known like a stripe hit based on transponder, like when they cross. So it's up to them to sort it out and us yep. to speculate. <laughs> okay. The only reason I ask is because I know the O one is out front. Yeah. And um, maybe that might reset when they go through the trip to transponder again. Well, but, you uh, figured I, that would have done that when they left pit road. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, um, well, yeah, but if, actually... Yeah, but you could have had the field split across the timing line depending on how far the pace car parked the field because if they didn't hit the timing stripe at the exact same time, yep. meaning some cars were on track, some cars were down pit lane on that previous lap, so they might have to go back to two previous mm -hmm. laps to reset it. So, yeah, I'd agree with Tim that uh, once they cross okay. the stripe here, they'll all reset. They've got the right car numbers in order, so once the green is thrown and they cross the stripe there to start finish, they'll reset the field, and then we can kind of go off of that. But, uh, yeah, I would still say the O1's in the lead. Okay, that's all I need to do to make the call right when they uh, we refire this thing up. I did see the uh, bent-up nose. 
and uh, we have a straggler coming out of Oak Tree. But Chris, you should have most of the field in your view now. I do, Tim. Yes, I do. And uh, there's going to be a little bit of discussion, let's say, at the very front two cars. <laughs> but uh, the, the Formula Fs have actually given them some space. Uh, there's a f little bit of a gap between the two up front as the pace car hits pit lane. Mike, I'll let you sort it out in turn one. Gee, thanks, Chris. <laughs> All right, pace car is on pit road. Calvin Stewart, he's pulling him down the front stretch, and I see what you mean there, Chris, about a little space. And Clint McMahon behind him. Now, McMahon coming up on driver's left, and he's making the pass already, and he is in front. So, uh, and here goes Stewart by him, just past the start-finish line. Now has to drop back in behind him. Clip McMahon back in the lead. Calvin Stewart now right there, about a half a car length behind him, going through turn one. McMahon is a man on a mission. He comes around turn two, opens up a car length lead now over Stewart through three. Still about one car length separating them. Now, for some reason, through uh, going through NASCAR, McMahon opens it up about three, maybe four car lengths, Bob. Yep, four car lengths right now, and now to five. But uh, we have a, a little interluder there, and that is uh, car number eight, uh, the uh, Formula F car, I believe. Jonathan Cody uh, come rolling through. So that's uh, that's Joel. Joel no, might be. Uh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. That was... We had a, a confusion with that before uh, last yesterday. But anyway, there is a Formula F right in between the two of them as they are uh, going up the hill. Uh, Tim, you can sort that one out. Yeah, this is the same issue we had yesterday during this race where Jonathan Kotak was all messed up, showing in the back of the pack, but running out front with these guys. Um, he is actually visibly in second, I guess you could say, yep. with uh, Clint McMahon out front, Wiley, or, um, Jonathan Kotak, and then Joe Kalasako. And it's looking like McMahon and Kotak are side by side. And go ahead and move Kotak up out front now. <laughs> All right. Oh, we have uh, we have some action going on here at the bottom of South Bend here. Um, the number 86, I believe it was, did a couple 360s there at the 500 mark, uh, the braking zone, and is able to get it back under power and back on the track. Chris? Yeah, Kotek was P3, Tim, before we went to full course. So for him to get by the two F5s and start to walk away here, I would say that's actually truly four position overall. Mike, they're headed to you. Yep, there it is. It's Jonathan Kotek. Now, Stewart going by uh, McMahon, but they are showing Stewart as one lap down. So, he's trying to get that lap back. He's got to get around Kotek and then go around the field, but I don't think he's got anywhere near the time to be able to pull that off. Jonathan Kotek had some issues yesterday. Not today. Whatever was ailing that car, he's got it fixed. He is in the lead. And it is uh, Clint McMahon in second. Now McMahon and Stewart side by side again. McMahon completes the pass, putting the Stewart behind him, getting him out of the way. Running third, Joe Colasacco watching all this action. Yep, it is, as, as you mentioned, McMahon, uh, Colasacco, uh, and, uh, or McMahon, Kotek, and Colasacco, Mike, as they are heading up under the bridge, they are putting a lot of space in between themselves and the rest of the field. Tim? 
That space is rather large there between Kotak and McMahon as they're coming up in front of the condos here. I would say a good 20 car lengths between Kotak and McMahon. But looking here, uh, Kyle Asako is knocking on McMahon's back door as they're going into Oak Tree right now. It's almost looking like Kyle Asako was going to try and make a move there. Let's see how this pans out as we come on the straight stretch here. Nope, just not enough there. Uh, McMahon is able to keep it going here. Um, Joe Kalasako and Cameron Reed, that's our top four as they're heading up over the hill in front of you here in a second, Chris. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to come into my view here, Tim, and we'll see how far uh, Kocek's out front now. I don't think he's... Uh, any too caring about what's behind him because he's got about 20 car lengths of a lead. The real battle is between McMahon and maybe Cameron Reed here because as they come down into hog pen, we still have and Chris, I don't know why. Yeah, go ahead. We have trouble in uh, Oak Tree down here. We have two cars off. It is the bright orange one that I mentioned earlier. He is able to get it back under control, but we have one facing towards the tire wall here at Oak Tree. Um, we do have movement. He is backing up. He was stuck there for a second, spun up a little bit of dirt, and he is back on the track. All right, Jonathan Kotek, our race leader, has gotten the white flag. He is coming through three right now, heading over to four. Bob, let's call Mr. Kotek around into four, and over to you. All right, as he comes out of four, he has uh, still got that uh, car number eight ahead of, ahead of him. But uh, that car, of course, is a lap down, as we've uh, already determined. But he has got McMahon uh, about uh, five car lengths back, but he is still a man on a mission here. Kotek up underneath the bridge, up into the uh, climbing S's. And, Tim, you should see him in front of the condos in just a second. Yep, he is in front of there now, Bob, as he has got wide open track in front of him right now. There is a slower car coming past me right now here in front of the... the uh, South Tower, the number 55, sounds like he's having a little bit of trouble because he just doesn't sound right even for me inside. Here comes Kotek out of Oak Tree right now, still wide open as we can see, and go back about 15 car lengths. That's where um, our second overall is as he's going up there over the, the hill here. As I look back, everybody else is pretty clear. Chris, go ahead and walk around, buddy. Alrighty, I'm looking at the top of the hill. I hear the F5, and oh, <laughs> I don't know if Kotek put a foot wrong. Okay, wait, he pulled over, let Kotek through. This is a slower F5. I don't know what happened here, but the uh, 01 of Calvin Stewart gets through okay, and they're headed down the front stretch. It's not one of our top five. This is a slower F5, or I don't know why it's going slow, but Mikey's in front of you. All right, there he is, number eight, Jonathan Kotek. He crosses the line, gets a checkered flag. He wins. Now they're showing Calvin Stewart in second as he crosses the line. Clint McMahon in third as he crosses the line. Joe Kalasaka will come in fourth. Yeah, the 55 is Jocelyn. He's been running uh, way under power here. But uh, Cameron Reed goes by. He'll finish fifth. Jeff DeLong in six, so we should be seeing the 12 and the 27s. Uh, Andrew and Zach Whitston next. Chris? All right, well, here we go. Here comes our Formula Vs down the front stretch. 
for the win. And it's going to be Zach Winston wins the race. Lauren Brailier will finish second. Rick Shields third. So let's wrap it up here as this weekend is over. Formula 5, the winner is going to be Calvin Stewart, 4.6 seconds over Clint McMahon. Jeff DeLong finishing third. Jack Walburn fourth. Keith Jocelyn fifth, one lap down. Russell Strait Jr. finishes sixth, also one lap down. In Formula F, Jonathan Kotek wins the race. Joe Colasacco second. Cameron Reed third. Nolan Allier finishes in fourth. And in Formula V, Zach Whitson wins it. Lauren Brailier finishes second. Rick Shields third. Donnie Isley fourth. Russell Fredericks fifth. Trevor Carmody sixth. Ron Whitson seventh. Jeffrey Vallejo eighth. Ryan Donahue ninth. Stuart Delaney tenth. Jeff Filipkowski 11th. Anthony Henderson 12th. Stephen Davis finishes 13th. Then I believe it's going to be Andrew or Ray Qualls as they're still coming by. All right, then it's going to be Andrew Whitson, Rick Ruckman, Mike Bystander, and Brian Farnham. And that wraps it up here at Virginia International Raceway. I'll tell you, it's been an interesting weekend. Bob? Interesting, I would say, is probably an adequate description. We've had some great racing. We've had some really crappy racing. And uh, <laughs> the weather has uh, pretty much uh, gone the gamut from uh, cloudy and windy and on rainy to what we've got right now, which would have been perfect all weekend long. But uh, you know something? As they say, the bad day of racing is always better than a good day at the office. And, man, we have had a great weekend. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you now, Bob Steele, Slim Tim, Chris Steffler, close down the office, baby. We're done for the weekend. All right. So as we wrap things up here, two weeks from now, we are going to be at Hallett. So Hallett Motor Speedway. So we'll have a lot of fun out there as we always do at Hallett. Hope you join us with us uh, right here on scca.com front slash live, pmn2.com and the Performance Motorsports Network. For the crew, I'm Mike Wolf. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. That wraps up this weekend's event.